Hi, and welcome to The Candace Malcolm Show. I'm your host, Candace Malcolm. Thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a while. The show has been on hiatus for a while because I was away. I had a baby in November, but we're bringing it back now. We'll be doing this show two days a week. So thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate your support. To find out more information about this podcast or if you'd like to support it, head on over to tnc.news donate. That's True North, tnc.news slash donate. All right, let's get to the news. So today I'm going to talk about the biggest story in the country right now. It's been dominating the headlines all week. And obviously it is a very sensitive subject. I'm talking about this report that came out over the weekend about the apparent discovery of 215 children's remains found buried near a residential school in Kamloops, British Columbia. So first, I want to say that this story is invoking quite an emotional reaction across the country, and you can understand why. It's obviously a very, very upsetting topic in general. The topic is very sensitive. I'll just say this for myself. As someone who leans libertarian, especially when it comes to the idea of families and a parent's right to raise their children however they want and how they see fit, the idea that the government once had a policy where it would remove children from their homes is incredibly upsetting, and I wholeheartedly condemn it, obviously. Likewise, as the mother of small children, the idea of children being separated from their parents is horrible. It's very upsetting. So I understand why this story is creating such a stir and such an emotional reaction across the country. But the reason I want to talk about it on this podcast, I want to talk about it with you today is because I believe that the reaction and the media narrative is really running into some dangerous territory for us as a country. We now have people invoking the Holocaust, saying that what happened here equates to genocide, that this story confirms genocide, and treating these residential schools like they were some sort of a death camp. Now look, I condemn residential schools, I think they were a bad idea, obviously. We all, we all, I think we all agree on that horrible things were done and the policy was regrettable. But I think we get into some dangerous territory as a country when we start equating our history and what happened to the Nazis, to a Holocaust, and pretending that these schools were some kind of a murder camp or a death camp. So before we just accept this narrative, let's go back to the facts of the story. Let's go back to the original story and try to discern what facts we know at this point. So this entire story came from one news release. This news release was issued by the Kamloops Band. So this is it. It came on May 27th from the Kamloops Sekemke. Apologies, I probably didn't pronounce that properly, but the Kamloops Indian Band. So it says for immediate release. It says it's with heavy heart that Chief Roseanne Casimir confirms an unthinkable loss that was spoken about but never discovered by the Kamloops Indian Residential School. This past weekend, with the help of ground-penetrating radar specialists, the stark truth of the preliminary findings came to light, the confirmation of the remains of 215 children who were students of the Kamloops Residential School. So the news release goes on to have some quotes about how hard this is and how they have been working to verify this. So, so they, they knew that, you know, there were stories in the community that this had happened, but they weren't able to find any evidence. And they're saying that they have evidence now with the use of this ground penetrating radar. But the interesting thing about this news release is that it doesn't release a report. It says that it, it basically just announces that, that they found the remains of 215 children 
they don't exactly say how, and then they say that the report says that they expect to complete preliminary findings by mid-June and will be providing an update as soon as they become available. So the preliminary findings have not yet been released. The report hasn't been released. We're saying it's forthcoming in mid-June. It also says, please note that the Heritage Park is closed to the public and no one will be permitted on the site for the duration of this sensitive work. They still say that they are taking steps regarding these preliminary findings, engaging with the coroner, reaching out to the home of communities who had children at, attend the school, and taking measures to ensure the location remains protected. So again, we, we haven't had the official report. We, we just have a news release from the, from the chief, from this band, saying that this happened. So we go over to the CBC story, and it kind of confirms it. You have to read it carefully. It says, the headline here, remains of 215 children found buried at former BC residential school, First Nations say. So at this point, it is just a claim. It's a claim that they say is coming because they hired a specialist. So they hired the specialist in ground penetrating radar to carry out the work and that their language and culture department oversaw the project to ensure it was done in a culturally appropriate and respectful way. The release did not specify the company or individual involved or how the work was completed. Then when it comes to outside confirmation, it says that they're working with the BC coroner service, but then in a statement to the CBC, BC's chief coroner said that the coroner service was alerted to the discovery on Thursday. We are in the early process of gathering information and will continue to work collaboratively with the band and others as the sensitive work progresses. So the coroner's office has not yet confirmed this information. So what we have at this point is a claim, not a verified report. They haven't released their findings. There's no public access. There's no third party verification and there is no report. So obviously there's a lot of questions that remain, a lot of things that are unknown at this point. So I have a couple of questions. The first thing that came to my mind is, how do we know exactly how many remains were found? How did we get to that number 215? Well, there was a story in the National Post that I thought did a great job of explaining the radar technology and how it works. So we're not talking about uh, an excavation site here. They didn't dig up anything. This was all above ground, ground penetrating radar technology. That's what we're told. Uh, the, that the report was used in order to find these remains. So a lot of people are asking, you know, what is this technology? I spoke to a professor friend of mine who said that this, uh, that does this kind of work, and he said that this kind of technology is common. It was originally developed to look for abandoned oil drums and those kind of things, and that now it is being used to look at uh, ancient cemeteries and First Nation cemeteries. So the National Post did this story. I thought they did a great job. This was Tyler Dawson over at the National Post, and he interviewed a professor of anthropology at the University of Alberta who focuses on this kind of thing. In the interview, I'm going to read part of it because it's really interesting. She says, quote, so it can map all kinds of things. It was actually originally developed for geology, but it can be applied in the context to look for graves. It doesn't actually see the bodies. It's not like an x-ray. What it actually does is look for the shaft. When a grave is dug, there is a grave shaft dug, and the body is placed in the grave, sometimes in a coffin, as in the Christian burial context. What the ground penetrating radar can see is where that pit itself was dug, because the soil actually changes when you dig a grave. And occasionally, if it is a coffin, the radar can pick up the coffin sometimes as well. 
So that's interesting. The whole way that they knew that these graves were here was because of the coffins. Well, that kind of flies in the face of part of the mainstream media and what the left-wing media is telling you, that these bodies were just sort of discarded into some mass grave. According to this National Post story, what it implies is that these bodies were potentially buried properly and respectfully. Second, the second thing that we don't know yet is none of this confirms that these graves actually belong to children. They were found at the location of the residential school, but they were just graves. They could have been part of a community graveyard for all we know. We don't, we don't have that answer yet. Finally, of course, none of this tells us about the cause of death. We don't know how these people died. Lots of politicians and leaders are jumping to conclusions. They're saying this was murder. Some even say it was genocide. But does the evidence really show us that? So just keep in mind, the school was open from 1890 to 1969. If we go back to 1890, just look at the statistics. If we go back to 1890 and look at the statistics, the infant mortality rate in 1890 in Canada was 27%. 27%. So nearly one in three children died before their fifth birthday. And this, of course, was because of communicable diseases. We're obviously talking about a very different time. We're talking about a time before modern medicine, before vaccines were developed, and when communicable diseases, diseases like TB and Spanish flu were rampant and there was no real cure. So all this is to say that my, my great concern here is about the policy ramifications of all of this. So obviously there are very legitimate concerns and emotions out there right now. My, my, my worry though, is that snap decisions will be made without information, letting emotions drive the public policy decision. That is not a healthy way to run a democracy. Decisions should be made with a clear head. We should be examining the facts. We should be considering the second and third order consequences of these decisions, not making snap decisions in the reaction of a huge, huge national story that is very emotional. So all of this is to say, again, before we jump to conclusions, we should just wait for more information. At the very least, we should wait for the preliminary report or the official report to come out. Maybe it's not as bad as we think, or maybe possibly it's it's far worse, but we don't know at this point. So let's wait for some concrete evidence. It's always needed. And that's the standard. That would be the standard for any other news story out there. And the same should apply for us here. All right, everyone, have a great week. This is Candace Malcolm. This is The Candace Malcolm Show. I will see you next week.